Well, while it's still illegal at the federal level, more and more states are decriminalizing the use of marijuana. Certainly here in the state of Michigan, we we are uh, right in the middle of that. And what's interesting is the uptick in elderly people, seniors, that are using marijuana. Now, in oftentimes, they're using it to cure certain ailments, whether it's bumps and bruises, whether it's uh, pains and aches, or just trying to get to sleep. More seniors are embracing marijuana now than ever. In fact, according to a 2022 federal survey, 8% of people, 65 and older, are reported to having using marijuana in the past year. That's according to a piece in the Washington Post. And as more and more people over the age of 65 are embracing marijuana, there does seem to be some complications that come with that. And in the reaction that the marijuana has with the other medications that they may be taking, it's a very interesting look. Fennett Nirapil is a reporter covering healthcare for the Washington Post, and he joins us. Fennett, it's good to have you. Thank you for having me. Um, talk to me a little bit about what you find. It's a very interesting piece you had uh, in in the Washington Post. Um, but as more seniors are embracing marijuana, what did you find? Yeah, so I'm a public health reporter at the Washington Post, and I've been writing a lot more about marijuana. And one of the things that I hear from experts and doctors that I talk to is one of the stories that doesn't get as much attention is that you are seeing a rise of seniors who are using marijuana. And when it, when it's senior citizens, there are special health concerns that apply to them that don't apply to the younger the younger and middle-aged people who are using marijuana in the same way. So one of the big ones is seniors are using a lot more prescription medications. And there are issues with drug interactions if you're on anti-seizure medication or or if you're on blood on blood thinners. And there's evidence there that you your medication may be less effective if you're also using uh, marijuana at the same time. And then there are also, there's also some research that's been coming out that suggests that people are at higher risk for certain things like heart and stroke failure if you already have other if you already have other risk factors there. And then there's also the issue of cannabis use disorder, which is which is essentially addiction. And some people who may use use that as an alternative to drinking in their retirement might find themselves becoming dependent. You highlighted the story of an of an 82 year old dementia patient who was suffering from anxiety, had uh, abdominal pain, uh, even had to had, had vomiting, had to go to the ER. And when when the doctor asked, uh, you know, what he took or or things like that, he said he never drank, never smoked tobacco. Um, he was on some some uh, uh, prescriptions, um, but that he does smoke a little pot before he goes to bed every night to get him to sleep. And it's the it's the it's the the reaction from the marijuana with the other medication that that is interesting. Are doctors are doctors pointing to the fact that this could be um, that 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 marijuana has certain adverse uh, reactions or effects with particular drugs? Or is it is it dependent on each person, each patient? Um, Is it is it difficult to nail down what the, the exact correlation is? Yeah, it's always going to be different with each patient. And the big takeaway from uh, this story and from the experts that I've been talking to is it's worth just having candid conversations about this. 
uh, with their doctor. And oftentimes this is just not something that does come up in the doctor's office because there's been a lot of judgment on uh, people who use uh, marijuana when a lot of people are finding legitimate relief uh, when it comes to pain relief and help sleeping, but there's also risks to weigh too. So the story of that dementia patient in particular, that was an example of why it's important for doctors to be asking about cannabis use too. It doesn't mean that every person, every old person who uses marijuana is going to develop um, the sickle flu vomiting syndrome or is going to have bad anxiety. But when patients are com coming in with issues that there's not a clear explanation for, it makes sense for doctors to ask them about their cannabis use, just like they ask about tobacco use, just like they ask about alcohol use, because it may be it may be a factor that's worth investigating. You also wrote a, a piece about marijuana addiction, and I, I think one of the, the 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 talking points from those that have that have been fighting for the decriminalization of marijuana. Uh, not only at the state level but at the federal level is that 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 it's not an addictive uh, substance it's not an addictive plant um which isn't fair but but there is there, there does seem to be uh some counter to that and and you wrote about that as well right so on the point of addiction a lot of people fixate on the fact that alcohol and opioids are the addictive substances that are that are killing tens of thousands of people every year. And that's true. But that doesn't mean that there's no that there's no issues of addiction when it comes when it comes to marijuana. And we are seeing that there is a rise of of uh, cannabis use disorder, which is a precise term for it, and people who are struggling to get help because even if they're not even if they're not at risk of dying from uh, regular marijuana use, it can still upend people's lives and it can still detract from a rewarding life when people are feeling are feeling like they need to be uh, using all, all the time and building their building their lives around constant, constantly using and it also reaches a point where you're not even necessarily getting high anymore and it's more about just maintaining a sense of uh, a sense of normalcy so that's an issue that doesn't get as much attention when we're talking about the rapid legalization of marijuana that addiction is addiction is a real thing and with all policy issues there are there are there are trade-offs to con consider here. But addiction is real. Is that is that the reason that that you you think that the federal government isn't jumping in, kind of with both feet like some of these states are in decriminalizing marijuana? Do, do you think that that is a, a contributing factor? I don't often I don't often hear that cited from op opponents as much. I mean, it does it does uh, come up period. Uh, periodically, but that's not generally the main source of opposition that um, that we're that we're that we're hearing on the addiction uh, specifically. What are what are the 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 reasons not to legalize this federally? What what are you hearing on that front? We also hear concerns about law enforcement, and specifically from Republicans, some lawmakers argue that you need to have it. Uh, you need to have it criminalized as a way of as a way of going after other drug drug uh, trafficking. But I should also say that um, some of these claims can can be fair can be fairly specious, especially because federal marijuana prosecutions have have plunged. And then there is just the broader issue too of do we want to be legalizing intoxicate intoxicating substances? 
and there's a lot of different components um, to this debate, but there is a broader question here of whether legalizing marijuana is going to be a net good for society. On the seniors front, do, do you anticipate, uh, I know over the last couple of years, more seniors have turned to marijuana. Do you anticipate that trend continues? Based on the reporting that I've done, it seems like this trend is going to be continuing, especially now that uh, marijuana is legal in more and more states. And with the passage of an Ohio ballot measure, a majority of Americans are going to live in a state where they can buy marijuana legally for the first time. So that's just going to make it easier um, for a lot of people, for a lot of people to buy it. And that's also not including the fact that 38 states uh, legalize marijuana for medical purposes. Sure. Too. Sure. Uh, interesting stuff. And at Nearpill, uh, uh, appreciate the time and uh, really good reporting at the Washington Post. Thanks again. Thanks for having me. Yeah, you got it. Uh, 800-859-0957. Got to take a break. More coming up next on JR Afternoon.